You are listening to Master Coaching with Ajit, a podcast that inspires coaches to impact lives of their clients more meaningfully. I am Coach Ajit, and I'm known for coaching high performers, entrepreneurs, and leaders. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and author of many books. On this podcast, I am answering your burning questions. I'm also demonstrating and deconstructing behind-the-scenes coaching sessions. So, Kelly, what we're going to do today is our intention for our conversation is always reflected and directed towards what's the focus? What is it that we would like to achieve by the end of our conversation, right? So what I'm really hoping to start our conversation here with is to make sure that you are present to our conversation and that nothing else is going on in your mind and we don't need to kind of like shelf something before we can start a conversation. So are you feeling good right now? Because I know it's early in the morning for you. So anything that is like bothering you or you feel like no present to our conversation? I'm present to the conversation and I have turned both of my phones on uh, vibrate or mute or whatever it is. So I've turned them off. So I'm ready on that. Yeah. That's amazing. So Kelly, (laughs) tell me, let's get the party started by simply reflecting on what is it that would make this conversation a great conversation for you? What would it make most powerful? Well, let's see. I Direction. I've done the starting the business. I'm almost, I'm probably two thirds the way through the growing the coaching business. And I've been technically a coach since 2012 when I started having clients, but it was only one here, one there, a couple of here, that sort of thing. And then in 15, I went through my first program and I'm not like a serial program person. This was just my second one that I did this spring because I felt like I needed a refresher, but I've always had something else to fall back on. And by the end of the year, I want to leave real estate other than doing my own investing, but not working with clients because as of the first of the year, I felt I've had callings periodically, but I've never felt so called to coaching And still the couple of people that I have are not the people whom I want to work with. I'm working with people with medical issues. I have a friend of the family who has Parkinson's and she's panicked over it. So I'm helping calmer, but that's not what feeds my soul. So I don't see her as my ICA. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying or what I'm understanding of what you're saying is that if we put our attention towards finding who's that ideal client, building a plan around what is it that you could do potentially to get out of real estate and to get into coaching full-time and then have a stable coaching business, that would be a great outcome. Some version of being able to address all of that would be a good outcome for you for today's conversation. Yes, I do have a a pretty good idea of who my ICA is. So it would be the steps beyond that. Yes. Okay. So let's start, let's start from a, at a different place, slightly different place, because one thing okay. that you said, which I, I want to only address to kind of listen into what may be something that may potentially impact our plan or action steps to the plan, is one thing that you said in passing is that I've had some callings of coaching. I've done a little bit here and there, but I've never really had the calling the way I have now. Uh-huh. And I'm now wanting to take action more full throttle towards that direction. 
Could we reflect for a hot second on what is it that happened when you have had had calling in the past and what stopped you at that time to be able to pursue that calling more aggressively? My family's understanding of coaching. And it's kind of like when I was doing artwork, I had to have a retail pottery supply rather than just doing the artwork because you can't make a living doing that. That's not a real career. And those sort of things, even though I don't live with near them anymore, I still have, you know, you have your mother or you probably have your father ringing in your head from time to time. And so that's what has stopped me before, but I feel like I'm in a much better space. So that's where I'm not sure what the stumbling block is now. My husband has actually even gone through a coaching program. And although he's working on a book right now, it's still part of what we want to do together. And so, I mean, I have this envelope that's really good. I just don't know why it's not... Falling into place is not right because it's up to me on part of it, but why I feel like I keep having this push-pull, push-pull. So just so that we are very, very clear, because this is Mm -hmm. what has happened in the past. So your family, the family that stops you or holds you back is your mother and maybe sister, brother, something like that, or just your mother? Is that my my mother and my sister? Yes. Your mother and your sister. And they have in the past have made you doubt your desires, but your husband is a true partner. He's actually in support of what you want to do. Yes. Right. Okay, cool. Why do you think, and the reason why I'm asking this is because we can make the best plan in the world right now and today, and we will do that. But if we don't know what's going to stop us or what's going to block us, and we haven't reflected on enough, the plan's not going to work. Right. So I what, I'm, what I seek clarity on, what I want to bring clarity towards in our conversation, at least to get us started, is what is it that your mother or your sister have on you that gets you to say, oh, if they are saying it, it must be right or holds you back in the past. I'm not saying it's true right yeah. now, but it may come up. And that's why I want you to reflect on it for a hot second. My mother was... <laughs> commercial realtor, a stockbroker. She lived in the man's world with her femininity and her intuition and her artwork. And my sister's very similar to her and they're both very driven. My sister had a mortgage business. So that's why it kind of, me going into the real estate before COVID kind of felt good. And I've always invested in real estate. So it kind of was a flow, but it still doesn't feed me. And I think that had their approval where this other doesn't. And so I think that's where it's coming from. And why is this approval important to you? Well, my therapist says that that goes back to when I was born and my dad had tuberculosis and they quarantined him for the first year of my life. And my mom basically abandoned me to my grandmother, who I was very close to growing up for that first year because she said, you can't take newlyweds apart. And so she went with him rather than me. And I have some of that need for approval, need for that fear of losing them or running them off. So, and I've done quite a bit of work on that, but obviously there's still little remnants. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Our past does have some influence on our present. And what I want to bring your attention towards is you're not one year old anymore. I know. Uh, (laughs) And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is so we now have the awareness that this may happen again. 
And we have to put a reminder towards us to be able to go, okay, I'm not a one-year-old child anymore. I'm not getting abandoned by anyone. I am the only person who can abandon myself and my dreams. And there's nothing else and no one else that can really abandon me because that's just not how an older person works. We have the capability to really hold ourselves much more powerfully than a one-year-old does. And the reason why this attention is so important, this reminder is so important in going forward is execution is because these holes of the past are things that, yes, are curiously present in our uh, in our pop culture, in our present culture to say that's what defines us, but that really doesn't anymore. What defines us is what we choose today. So if today we choose that nobody can abandon me, we can change the reality going forward from here, right? So I want to put that reminder, put that kind of a note so you know that your mother, your sister, or anybody else, even your husband, doesn't actually have the power. The only person that has the power is you. And you can remind yourself of that power. And as you remind yourself of that power over a course of time, you'll find that everybody else loses power on you because you have complete power on yourself. This is not a one-time act. This is a repeated act, right? So you build this behavior over several years of your life. To break this behavior will take the next several years of your life to for you to be able to find that new version of you that does not get impacted because of a comment from your sister or your mother or whoever that may be in the world outside and you're completely independent as a person. Now, the good thing is you have a great supporter in your partner, which is awesome and amazing because now you can really simply say, well, that's great. I can always rely on this one person to watch my back, which is great to have one supporter even. And so I would say that's that's awesome. You're already in the plus here. Cool? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Now, Now let's work on what was the key outcome that you desire to have from our conversation today. So Kelly, tell me, what is it that currently, if you have reflected on this, currently, why is it that you can't move from real estate to coaching almost immediately? Real estate isn't supporting me. I'm I'm being supported off of the sales that I've had of my own over the last couple of years, my investments. So really nothing other than I'm been working under someone else and I need to give him fair warning, but I wanted to have the coaching. I wanted to have coaching clients in my belt basically before I told him. And I guess maybe I don't need to, maybe I need to stop and just do that because when I leap off the bridge is when things happen for me in my life and not having that safety blanket. Beautiful. So you said you were working under someone. Does that person pay you a salary or some kind of remuneration on a monthly basis? Yeah, he pays me, not a full salary, but per hour when I do stuff for him and I'm due somewhere one to 2,000 bucks a month. Okay, which is not significant in your current reality (laughs) because you're generating through other means as much or more so. Yes. That's amazing. So that's one great place to be in because you don't really need the financial security. Is there any kind of social security, social blanket, some kind of emotional blanket that you get with the safety of saying I'm a realtor? Only that little bit towards my mom and sister, not really to anyone else. Okay, cool. So there is no real reason for you to not take the plunge from what you're sharing right now. Correct, yeah. Then why is it that you haven't taken the plunge? Because I I kept waiting to have the clients to be able to jump and I need to not do that. I need to just tell him this afternoon. That's, that's big. 
That's yeah. big, right? Because there is no real rational reason for you to stop except a small bit of acceptance from your family, which clearly we know we don't really need based on our previous conversation. So we could do this conversation this afternoon or as you feel ready within the scope of the next five to seven days if you don't feel ready this afternoon itself. Now, because you don't have any reason to not take the plunge, let's look at what is it that really defines a great and successful life coaching business for you to feel safe in that setting, right? Because yes. there is a sense of safety that you need or anybody needs when they're starting a career. Starting something new is very uncertain, very unsafe in many ways. And what we seek to really know that something is for us is to find that sense of safety. So if I could inquire a little bit, Mm-hmm. What is it that Kelly will need for her to feel safe in her life coaching career? Fairly steady way to get clients or to bring them in and to have the clients whom I really want to work with, who I feel like I'm making a difference in their life and who want the change that I provide. And I know that they're out there. I mean, I feel them strong since the start of the year. Who I want to work with, who I feel is my tribe are women 39 to 62 who have a career but want a significant partner and they've been good professionally, but they have not been good romantically. And so they've had some many faltered or at least one major falter and has kept them from getting back into the pool. So that's who I feel drawn to and who I feel needs the most help from me right now. And I know there's a world of women out there. I mean, there's a world of women out there. (laughs) So I've created a letter, sent it out to three of my friends who are coaches and had them, you know, give feedback so that I can start sending them out to friends. But that was two weeks ago and I have not followed through with that meaning. I haven't even gone back and looked at the letter. I've looked at their notes, but I haven't gone back and done it. So it's me taking those steps and making the time to move forward on it and just ask friends who they know who might fit that profile. So what makes you feel safe is having clients. It's not even about income. It's not about how much you're getting paid. You just want to feel safe by saying, I have a few paying clients. Having a steady pool, basically. Mm -hmm. A place to find them that I know is reliable. Beautiful, beautiful. Is there a time where you sat down and said, where does my ideal client hang out? Like, is there a place where they tend to go to? That's difficult right now because Santa Fe is still just coming out of COVID. I mean, a very democratic community and it's been still shut down in a lot of ways. So there are a lot of people who are not getting out. So are there some people getting out? Yes, there are. And I'm starting to too. So I, I went to a networking last Friday and a happy hour type thing. And I've gone to a couple of other luncheon ones. So I am getting out, but I'm finding that other than Fridays, no one was really my demographics. Santa Fe has more retirees. So beyond here, I'm not sure where else to find them. Okay. Are there cities and towns nearby that you could visit where you would have a little bit more interesting conversation around professional women who are 
doing very well, but may not be connected relationship-wise? Uh, probably Albuquerque, yeah. Okay, cool. So there are places nearby yeah. that you could visit for a couple of hours, a couple of days, or however, yeah. if you've set yourself up correctly. And even in Santa Fe, while it's a retiree community, there are certain people, I am certain, yeah. like yourself, who are doing work, who are not mm-hmm. retirees, who are people who are actually actively engaged in the economy of the city and are seeking the same things that you are willing to work on or willing to coach on. True, right? yeah. Like yeah. you're not trying to enroll a thousand clients. You're trying no. to enroll four or five at a time. How many clients would make you feel like I have an ongoing business? Probably three to four a month for three to six month period. Okay, cool. So three to four clients a month is just one client a week. Yeah. If you're trying to really enroll one client a week, which is seven days of enrollment period for one person, right? So let's look at how we make a plan, right? Because one thing that we may need right now, based on our conversation, is that there is nothing in front of you that motivates you to go and say, let's take action towards it, let's take action towards it, let's take action towards it, because there is no urgency to deliver the outcomes that you seek, right? Because there is no urgency. You don't have a financial urgency. So there's nothing that is, you're going, oh crap, how will I pay my bills? So there's no urgency in there. You already have a stable real estate thing that yes, you're going to exit, but still it doesn't create a financial urgency for you. So there is the urgency of creating a business comes from within you, if at all. Yes. Right. So how is it that Kelly feels urgent about something? I have my thoughts on that, but I want to first understand from you, when does Kelly feel urgent about something? When I see other people in pain. When you see other people in pain, okay. What else? And I can and I can relate to that pain. And let's make it a little bit personal. When you see other people in pain, means you need to find people in pain for you to have a feeling of urgency. What is it that Kelly, while sitting on her desk, will feel urgent about? I'm drawing a blank. Mm, okay, cool. So we'll need to reflect on that. Do you feel urgent when your current person, whoever's your boss, tells you to do something. Do you feel that needs to urgently be done? Yes. Okay, cool. Most of the time, yeah. (laughs) Most of the time, which is good, which is good because at least there's some sense of that you could be sitting at your desk, but just because somebody said so, you would feel Mm -hmm. urgent in the moment to say, oh crap, I got to get this done, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So what we're trying to find really, and this is true for a lot of coaches, self-driven entrepreneurs or self-startups and so forth, is that it's not that the business doesn't work, is that the business is not urgent, right? Because if they have a sense of safety or they have safety mechanisms that they're put in place, if they don't drive themselves to a sense of urgency, they don't take action towards what's important and that will grow their business or build their business from ground up, right? Currently, Kelly, what we are struggling with is you don't have a self-mechanism to create urgency in your life right? It's reflected by outside forces. Boss tells you something is urgent, you feel as urgent. Somebody's in pain makes you feel urgent. But what is it that Kelly needs to do or needs to have for her to feel urgent, right? A way, and I'm not saying this is your way, a way to feel urgent is to make a plan. Because when you make a plan, there's an inherent deadline to everything, right? And because Mm -hmm. there's an inherent deadline to everything, it creates a sense of urgency for some people. I'm not saying it's true for you, which is why I said we need to reflect on this. But what we need is a way to feel urgent about this career. Yes. And the plan idea, I've thought about like these things this day, these things this day, and then repeat it each week. I just haven't 
gotten to that point of actually writing it down and putting it in my calendar. So yes. Okay. So are you somebody who's calendar driven? Oh yeah. So then that's a great way to create urgency for you. If you're a calendar driven where you look at a calendar, you go, holy shit, something's on my calendar. I must do it. Right? Mm -hmm. You can actually make a plan that is reflected on a calendar. That's how I am. I'm run by my calendar, which is why I protect it as well the most I can, because I know Mm -hmm. if it gets on the calendar, it's going to get done. Right? So it is absolutely important for me to know what gets on the calendar, but it's also known to me that I will be run by it. Right? So like you are somebody who's run by calendar and anybody who's listening to this podcast who's run by calendar, a great way to create urgency in your career right now is to make a calendar where you literally have tasks assigned on the calendar that are on repeat, right? So for example, I know that on repeat, I have certain tasks that I must do every single week because they drive my business. For example, there's no reason for me to do a podcast episode. I can just not do any of it and my business is still fine. And it still grows organically with everything that we have done until now, right? But because it's on my calendar, it makes me make sure that I have my podcast episodes in order, I have my videos in order, my YouTube episodes in order, my reels in order, everything is in order because it is on my calendar and it's on repeat every single week. So every single week on Fridays, I must get creative because I have podcasts to record. Every single week on Tuesdays, I must get creative because I have YouTubes and Instagram and such videos to be able to get created, right? So I have an urgency because on Tuesdays and Fridays, I must be creative. Do you see how this works? Yes, yeah. So I'm not waiting for creativity to strike. I'm not a sense of, oh, I should do this today because I woke up this way to strike with my action steps. My action steps are predetermined by my calendar. So what is it that Kelly, because you said you've already reflected on it. So maybe we do Mm -hmm. a little bit of exercise where you actually make the calendar right away. Is what are some of the acts that you found would help build your first three to five clients? What are the activities that you said in your mind, you have thought about, I should do this every week. What are those activities that you have found that you think will help? Sending out letters and calling friends. So finishing the letter that I have and then following up with a phone call two to three days after I send them. And if I send three each day, then I have three calls to make a few days later. And then getting back into doing my Facebook. I've been used to do quite a few videos. I would do a video a week and had my breakup in 2017 with my partner then just kind of threw all of that out. And I've tried to get back on track, but not having a set time the way I was doing it then, I haven't been doing them. And then my little, I call them little post-its, but they're a picture with some words and inspirational stuff. So, and getting that more focused, not just in general, but also focusing it towards my tribe. That's awesome. What if we said on Monday, we can literally make this calendar right now. Okay. Like you can pull up your Google calendar or whatever calendar format you use or a physical calendar for now, just for ease of doing it, is write down on Monday how many hours you need for Monday morning or afternoon, whatever the time that you can dedicate to finishing a letter, because that's the first piece that is missing, right? Yeah. And then... I want you to set up a recurring task on your calendar, say every Tuesday morning, that allows you to be able to say, all right, Tuesday morning, 9 a.m., I need to send out my three letters for the week or five letters of the week, right? Every Wednesday morning, I'm going to do a Facebook Live. Every Thursday morning, I'm going to follow up with letters I sent out on Tuesdays and book follow-up conversations. 
every Friday, I'm going to look for at least two to three events that may be happening locally where I can visit luncheons or networking dinners and so forth so I can keep building my network. So when the opportunity presents, I can send the letters next week, like every Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. I can send letters to the people I met at luncheon, I met at dinner, I met with friends, however that was, right? So I want you to set these recurring tasks because as you set mm -hmm. the recurring tasks, if you are truly governed by calendar, you will every Tuesday morning go, holy shit, I have to send three letters. Did I even think of who I will send to? No, that will put you into that state of saying, who are the people that I think would be the most relevant? Let me go reach out to them, right? And okay. then you will send those letters, right? So that's yeah. kind of how this works. If you are calendar driven and you will truly know if you're calendar driven or not when you actually do this act right? Because this is the first yeah. time in your life, nobody's watching your back. Nobody is coming to check if you actually did what you say you're going to do. My mom got me those daytimer things back in the 80s because I used to be such a list person. And I would write these lists every day of all the things I needed to do and then check them off. So yes, this definitely fits. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. That means that you are definitely, and you will see within the first three weeks of doing this, you will already find that you found your first, maybe even second, maybe even the third client. Because awesome. it is that fast once you get your mind towards it. The challenge is self-motivation. And self-motivation is often created, is often created by ourselves, right? It's taken away. It's taken away mostly because of one of these four factors. Something's too easy, something's too hard, something's too repetitive, and something that is assigned by somebody else. So we are not driven to do it, right? So these are one of these reasons is what will stop you from doing what you say you're going to do. So look mm -hmm. out for these intrinsic factors that may take away from your motivation. If you find what is it that motivates you, drives you, whatever is your purpose, which you have already very well defined, but how do you stay aligned to that purpose? How do you continue to make sure that you're listening to these stories of people struggling so you feel called to keep doing the work that needs to be done. The beauty and the pain of current society is our society is extremely comfortable at this point, at least in this part mm -hmm. of the world. It's yes. very comfortable. Everything is very accessible. Everything is not overly priced. Even with inflation, it's not like you have to struggle to get food. Uh, you can take care of yourself pretty cheaply. And yes. so because of that, because our inherent needs are not very high or our inherent needs are very easily fulfilled, there's no reason for us to do anything. True, yeah. And because of that, we almost, if you want to create the impact that we want to create in society, we have to put ourselves towards goals, ambitions, drives, purposes that are bigger than what we ever imagined so we can have a pull towards it. We have a calling towards it. And sometimes it is made up and sometimes we are called to it. It seems like you're already called to it. So you just need to make sure that you remember every single day that you don't take action towards helping women who want to have a better relationship in their life mm -hmm. romantically, that you feel called, that you are not living your dharma, your purpose, your calling. And because of that, you will take action. Yes. Right? So yes. how is it that we can create that system of reminder? So when we are executing this calendar, there's something overarching that reminds you that this calendar is your sacred place to do every single day. What are some of the things that we can do to have the reminder of your purpose? Well, one of the things is that I'm going to stop coming into Santa Fe and start working from home. So walking with my husband, then I will come in and after walking, just go straight to my desk and I can set a little ding on my phone, a little reminder. But 
really just going in and setting it up so that it's the first thing that pops up on my computer. Beautiful. Cool. And do you think that's a big enough reminder for you? What yeah. else could be the thing? Okay, that's great. Okay, cool. Yeah, I do, I do feel like that's a good thing because if I do it when I first sit down before I get into other things and not let the scheduling of clients or anything else be before 11, if I start this at nine, then that gives me two clean hours to then just move forward on the things that I need to. And then I can get to the other things that can be more flexible. Okay, that's amazing. That's cool. Now, let's look at what could be the roadblocks between now and say a month from now when you would have really established yourself on this calendar and got the success that you want and got your first few clients, which is enough motivation to keep doing the work. So Mm -hmm. what is it that would stop you? What could be potentially that could stop you? Going out of town for a few days. um, Is it already scheduled? Yeah, it's already scheduled for the second, third week of October. So that's a little over a month out. So I have that, which could break my rhythm. And other people needing things. As I'm winding down with the guy that I've been helping with this job, with the real estate, is if he needs something, sometimes right now in this market, it is kind of urgent So you do have to like drop it and write a contract, put a contract together so that it goes through in hours. So that can kind of stumble me for a little bit till I can get him with someone else trained. You're a scheduling person. Okay, keep thinking. Yeah. Actually, we'll talk. Um, The only other thing is I tripped in the grocery store a couple of days ago and sprang my wrist and banged up my knee. So right now I'm not doing the hiking or the walking with my husband in the morning. So stupid things like that, which take me out of that basic rhythm. So first thing is travel outside, but it's scheduled. So you can always plan around it. That's an easy one, right? And it's also far out. Second thing that you said is urgent tasks that come from the current job. Is it a possibility that you could say, hey, I'm only available 11 onwards? Actually, I probably could with that. Yeah. Yeah. So great. So that is a default setting for you. To say, I'm not even looking at texts, I'm not replying to emails, I'm not getting into anything, not even picking up a phone before 11 a.m. every morning. That gives you a safe two hours every morning, like every day of the week, for you to be able to execute on something. Plus, you could also say, all right, for the next one month or so, or even two months or so, I am going to schedule some time on a Saturday or a Sunday, which even if it is a safe time, I'm going to schedule it on my passion and my purpose because I know I'm transitioning out of a career and transitioning into one just for this short period of time. And you have a great partner, so I'm sure you can negotiate that with your partner as well to say, hey, listen, I'm going to do this for the next one to two months so I can get to a place which feels safe to me, where I have a career which is alternate to what I'm doing right now. Does that feel like a reasonable ask? That feels very reasonable, yes. Thank you. So what would be great is you put this on the calendar, 9 to 11, whatever is the company name that you're giving to yourself or life coach or Kelly Wilt's life coach. That's the category that it says and you can assign what task it will have every single day. And it can be on repeat. It could be variable depending on whatever you desire and however the plan really rolls out and whatever feedback you're getting from the market. But mm-hmm. that's already on the calendar and nothing happens before 11 a.m. 11, so you have two great hours and morning hours yes. which are very productive for you okay. to off the ground. 
people. So that's great. Now let's come up with the third thing, which is unforeseen circumstances, right? So like you fell somewhere, yeah. something happened, <laughs> somebody's needing something like family needs urgent attention and so forth. So let's create some fail-safes for urgent things, right? So urgent things happen and it happens in everybody's life. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same point in time, a lot of the urgent things that we think holds us back is just an excuse that we're making for ourselves. Unless it's somebody who is like passing away or something, which is, of course, you can't really bypass that. But most of the other things, even physical ailments, we can work around. Like if mm-hmm. the wrist is not working, well, today we have great things like iPhone where you could literally do dictations. I mean, I'm sure you can do it on Samsung too, yeah. but you can do dictations. So like, all right, I'm not going to be able to type things, but I can dictate the whole email and I can learn how to do emails with just dictation. And you can do that, right? And it's very, very good at this point. It's not very difficult <laughs> to be able to do that. Uh, you could, anyways, it's all about communication and networking, which means audio messages, phone calls are a really powerful system. So you could do that. So what if we said, even with unforeseen circumstances, I'm going to commit to my calendar. I might be 50% as productive as I would be if I was completely well, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to operate at 50% efficiency to honor my calendar, to honor my creation until it is off the ground and it becomes a little bit more autopilot and it's easy then to take a break. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like takeoff, right? A plane takes off. The most amount of fuel a plane uses or rocket takes and uses is to get off gravity. And once it's floating, then it's floating, then it's flying, then it's keep going uh, at, at its pace. It's not as much fuel consumption. And that's really where you are. You have the most fuel consumption when you have one client or no client at all. Right. And Correct. once you are off the ground, let's say you're getting four or five clients, your letter to them. Rhythm is set, your networking rhythm is set, you already have clients that are referring other clients, then it's not that much work to keep going further and further because you've already made the effort of taking off. You've got some strong base. Now it's about re-enrollment. Re-enrollment is 10 times easier than enrollment. So re-enrollments can happen easier. References are easier. All those things become easier and easier with time. And so all we have to commit to to get this business off ground is maybe the next 12 months. If we commit to the next 12 months of activity, and that's why it doesn't matter if October you go on holiday because November you're back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. November, December, January. And then whenever the next holiday is there. But we, if we give ourselves 12 months, we can build anything. But we must give ourselves 12 months of committed action. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Kelly, do you feel that you're a little bit more ready than when we started? Oh, definitely. Yes. Enough to almost be dizzy. I feel. <laughs> yeah, very, very much so. I have a wall calendar, but I'm going to go get like another day timer type thing and just start planning it out. So okay. write it down. Because like you said, if it's not down, it doesn't get done. Yeah, that's so true. What is it that you think we should still address that may help you in being able to come into those action steps? I've already been thinking about working, talking with my husband and going over the things that I want to say. So I think that's another step that I can take so that I have it rehearsed so that I'm not stumbling like I kind of am right now. And I find that when I do my videos, if I say them aloud about three or four times before then I do the final recording, it often is better. So it's it's kind of going through that because I know that about myself. So that's one thing that I've thought about 
I've been listening to the book, the one about the kind of a millionaire mindset for coaching and all the things. It's two guys and in the audio, they go back and forth. I can't think of the name of it. It's one of the ones y'all recommended. I've been listening to that and the different things. And so I've been kind of going through a lot of this, but I think the calendar and making those steps are definitely where I need to go with this. So what you can also do based on what you just said is you could use your partner as your accountability partner. Because remember, you do better with accountability. Yes. Somebody is watching you and telling you to do something. It helps you. So for the time being, you can use your partner as that person. You are joining Accelerator, right? You're a part of the Accelerator group? Yes, yes. So we will have accountability set up already in default for you. Okay. Right. We have an accountability group that happens every fourth week in the group that we have formed. And so what will happen is every fourth week, you absolutely must make sure that you show up for that call because it'll actually help you review your plan and also have some accountability structure versus a group. And then also Mm -hmm. micro groups that we'll eventually create where you would be in a group of five or eight people where you will be able to show your plan, show your drawback, show the feedback, and also give feedback to other people. So there's some accountability structure defaulted into that. So it should also help. So that means I need to change what I'm doing on Tuesday also, because that's in that time period. So I will rework my calendar some because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why calendar is so valuable, right? (laughs) Now you know every Tuesday you're showing up for a call that almost triggers you to be able to stay in action. Right. Because that's what that one of the reasons why we created the group is because we know that if we do something for long enough, which is 12 months, which is the period that that group runs, Mm -hmm. you will find that you will get results just because you're in the group. We estimate that every person that is in the group will get at least 50 to 60 percent more results just because they're in the group. And then, of course, it is very variant. If if you are somebody who keeps taking action and keeps moving forward, you may have 100 to 200 percent more results just because you're in the group. Thank you. Yes. Oh, awesome. Well, it was fantastic speaking to you, Kelly. I hope you had a great action step and I hope that you are going to send us what happens next and keep us posted on how you're creating more success in your your life and career. Thank you. Thank you. 